Our DLT research in 2020 revealed that writing the business case for DLT or blockchain is the number one challenge for those who are looking to invest in or to deploy the new technology themselves. In amongst a dizzying array of highly publicized sandboxes and pilots, many of us are still struggling to grasp exactly how and where DLT can really make a difference to our own operating model today. This DLT in the Real World podcast series is a mini-series of five hype-free episodes designed to put facts and figures against real-life cases of DL deployments in our financial services sector. If we do our job right, these episodes will give you the tangible benefits of DLT clearly and transparently so that you can get on and plan your own transformation as soon as you can. We hope you enjoy the series and can't wait to hear what you think. So in February 2021, East Spring Investments announced that they partnered with Stax and BNP Paribas in Asia to manage their exchange-traded derivatives. Project Mercury, it was then known, has gone on to win awards for its innovation and impact across the industry. And it's a fantastic data-based showcase for what can be achieved with blockchain and DLT in the real world. Now, what I love about this case specifically is that it has plenty of stats, figures, and outcomes. So it's a real pleasure to have Nigel from Stacks here to be able to talk us through all of those together. So Nigel, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. So Nigel, let's just jump straight in. What was the actual problem that Project Mercury was was out to solve? Well, so from our findings, there's $800 billion of unproductive capital that's being locked up every single day in the clearing system. With multiple layers of processing, $300 billion is being spent every year on transaction costs. And this model isn't even effective and efficient. And in the EU alone, because of the delay in the settlement, 6% of trades actually fail to settle, which results in $35 billion being paid in penalties every year. $35 billion, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is that the trade settlement infrastructure in the 2020s still requires financial institutions to post billions of dollars each in capital requirements. While settlement times can take up to two weeks and involve multiple parties, all of which are on different systems and ledgers and stuck in a linear dependent process. This causes as much as two-thirds of trades to result in trade breaks These breaks are often identified too late, resulting in inconsistent risk exposure to costly trade errors and requiring costly manual reconciliation. The result is an inefficient, costly and cumbersome hidden back end to the capital markets. What is most frustrating is that the technology to solve this problem is already here. So huge problem, $800 billion problem, presumably without a single answer. What was the answer or the platform that you did drop in for eSpring and BNP in Singapore? So the answer is our solution, Mercury. It is a synchronized DLT trade processing platform. It came about because at Stacks we envision a global market that is simple and sustainable, where everyone is connected. So we provided a common blockchain infrastructure to the asset managers and brokers, and they they can have their trades managed instantly in this moment. So what we've done actually is that we've transformed the state of the trade lifecycle management from a linear, interdependent, error-prone process requiring days to a distributed, concurrent, error-free process done instantly. So basically, okay, so everyone is is connected to the blockchain and so everyone can see and then start running their processes, as you say, concurrently. 
Yes. What about when things go wrong? How about the whole kind of management of exceptions piece then? So we have this trade exception module where the trades, whenever they break, we ensure that it is revert back to the counterparties in real time, ensuring that they can make the decision to reconcile these trades, investigate these trades, and fix it in real time. So when we have this module, we were thinking that why are trades clearing at T plus one when you can be clearing at T plus zero? So imagine you clear the trades at T plus one and it failed. That's when your trade exceptions happen. And next thing you know, you can only clear and settle at T plus two. Imagine the cost involved in that. Absolutely. Yeah. So essentially by running all the processes at the same time and actually managing the, the exceptions in real time, you can shave off a day and basically and get rid of the enormous balance sheet costs. Absolutely. And presumably yes. that's a large part of the business case is the balance sheet improvements. But on the other side of the business case, you know, there's always a large capex kind of expectation around, a, a, you know, participating in a blockchain rollout. How did you get over that part? So at Stacks, our philosophy is that we have we scale to our customers' needs, our clients' needs. We grow as a as a partnership. So we have adopted the SaaS kind of platform model, where the solution is scalable and customized to the needs of the institution, and they will pay as they go based on transactions. And that's so SaaS based, um, presumably API based. You can kind of plug in as opposed to having to roll out enormous amounts of, of infrastructure at your, at your side, obviously, because it's SaaS. Yes, APIs. Mm. So yep. we, we try to get that at a light touch, you know, automate mm. a lot of the workflow process. Perfect. Great. And so where does this go from here then? I mean, one of the things that uh, you've obviously, you've, you've developed some pretty serious benefits there. What's on the roadmap in terms of the next part? The next part would be automated trade matching, where we'll match any trade that comes in and we'll ensure that it clears in real time, along with trade enrichment and trade exception handling. Out of interest, I mean, how much has that roadmap been defined by the asset manager in question and how much of it? Because ultimately what you're doing is basically, you're, you know, you're letting people work faster and then you're starting to actually automate the actual the, the work that they're doing. How much of that was determined by eSpring and how much of that was kind of more just your thinking? I would say a majority comes from the client, from eSpring. Mm-hmm. What we can provide and help provide is that we gave them a different angle to look at things. So the current process is a very linear thing. However, when we can do a concurrent parallel processing, simultaneous workflow, right? That changes a lot of things, right? You can do steps one to five in just one step instead of, you know, five steps at once. Absolutely. That's what it kind of seems that it's what's great about this deployment is you start with basically just making things faster, if you like. And as you said, you wait for the mentality, the mindset to catch up. And then once it's there, you realize the second level of possibilities, which is complete automation and really transformational. So instead of just aiming for the version two, you've got version one, version two, which is fascinating. Yes, I think just let me add a bit more color here is that what I love to do actually is to provide, to give the, the, the visionary roadmap that we can do so mm. the technology can provide real-time settlements or clearing, right? However, you need to put in traffic lights, stop lights, right? Because you have compliance, you have uh, your operations teams, and you know you just need to put these stops into place. And that's how we actually envision the ideation of these use case, commercial use cases. Proper old school solutioning as opposed to just basically selling a blueprint. Yeah, makes perfect sense. 
I hope you're enjoying this podcast and it's really helping you to grasp the exact benefits and KPIs that DLT can help you to realize in your world. If you have a live DLT case that you'd like to share, please contact us at info at thevalueexchange.co so that we can all hear about the amazing transformation that you've achieved. So obviously this is now live and been ticking over for a while now. What kind of impact have you managed to measure? Well, so since Mercury's implementation that went live in June 2020, it has achieved a improvement of 96% in eliminating trade breaks, mm. saving efforts and costs by about 62% for eSpring specifically. Yeah. One of the things that I thought was fascinating about this was the four hours a day in savings as well. I don't know how, I think that that is a perfect example of kind of how it hits the real workflow. I mean, 96% is incredible, but to be able to save four hours a day of people, that, that really goes straight back to the business case in terms of actually what you're talking about here. Yep. So can you imagine like four hours a day, just looking through the traits that you have made, you know, mm. that actually saves a lot of time. That's actually half a day, right? For any normal person, right? Eight hours of a work day. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So 96%, four hours or half a day of savings, presumably doesn't come easily though. What didn't go right or what were the challenges that you faced along the rollout? I think the biggest challenge for us was that the deployment phase for Mercury coincided with the global pandemic. So as you as you can imagine, it was uh, implemented in June 2020. I think that was in the, at the height of you know lockdown. So mm-hmm. as a growing startup, we were fortunate to, in, to, to, to be expanding and doubling our headcount during the pandemic. So I think being able to deliver it and yet stay safe during this global pandemic was really a challenge, but it was a rewarding one. As well. Absolutely. No, I know presumably the, the solutioning part, the ideation, as you mentioned, with the, the various steps along the way could only have been made more difficult by having to do this over Zoom and uh, and uh, Microsoft Teams and everything. So I can imagine that would be extremely hard, but presumably, again, 96% reduction in uh, in error rates. I mean, that's it's worth the effort. Thank you. Yes. Can you imagine everybody was remote working from home and you're reconciling trades at home? That would have mm. been a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. And so... Where does this go from here then? I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, we talked about the same day clearing, the ability to actually start really automating and matching trades. Where does this go from here on for you and for the industry? So I've mentioned the we've moved towards the automated trade matching uh, to achieve same day clearing or and real-time trade exception handling. The second parallel track is to actually onboard as many asset managers and brokers onto Mercury. Our first adopters and co-creators, right? They believe in the solution. We believe that it is designed by the industry. It should be designed by the industry and it's meant for the industry. And we aim to grow exponentially with the long-term partners. Together with BNP and eSpring, we will be reaching out to the industry to scale this solution in a very collaborative manner. So our goal for this year is actually to bring in 20 global clients, right? Partners, brokers, asset managers alike. So essentially turning a, a, a kind of almost a bilateral or unilateral solution and then turning it into the ecosystem play as, as kind of phase two, along with, as you said, the automation benefits of same-day matching. Exactly, you're right. And that's such a common theme, I think. For me, you know, what in terms of the, the things that really stand out, obviously, first of all, the 96% reduction is just is, is astronomical. 96% reduction of 800 billion. My maths aren't quite quick enough to know what that is, but it's a big number. <laughs> 
But, you know, to be able to impact that through the kind of, first of all, making processing faster and then second of all, automating the processing. But doing that in a light way, in a CapEx perspective, being able to plug in easily and then turn it into an ecosystem play. Those, for me, those all stand out as the kind of key success criteria, if that makes sense, of really what differentiates this project from other possibly more complicated or more challenging projects. Is that fair? Yes, it is. And I think with, you know, the the idea behind it, ecosystem, we we look to grow with everyone together, right? You benefit, we benefit. It's a ultimate win-win solution for everyone. Yeah, brilliant. Well, look, well, thank you so much for running us through that. It makes for a fantastic case and good luck with the 20, uh, 20 clients. Can't wait to see them all on board. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me here, Adam. Thank you for listening to our DLT in the Real World podcast. I hope this episode has brought you one step closer to having the facts and figures of DLT clear in your mind so that you can go and write your own business case for change soon. We'll be back with next week with another real-life episode of DLT. And just reach out to us at info at thevalueexchange.co if you have any questions at all. We'd love to help.